just who are the most valuable players on the Green Bay Packers for the 2022 season. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about the most important, the most valuable players on the Green Bay Packers in 2022 as we sit here today. Thanks for everyone making Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. So when I was putting together this list, I was thinking about a couple different things. I was thinking about true value, so impact on the game, so position matters here. I was also thinking of versatility. Can they play multiple positions? Do they impact the game in multiple kinds of ways? Are those ways useful? And then I was thinking about replaceability. I was thinking about upside. I was thinking about top-end value in addition to the other pieces here. As I was trying to think of the names that I wanted to put on this list, I picked five names. I The first two were easy. After that, it got a little bit harder. And part of that was because of depth at key spots. And part of it was questions at key spots. So the first name that I thought of is Elton Jenkins. And the reason Elton Jenkins is so valuable, and I would say more valuable than someone like David Bakhtiari to this particular team, is not because he's a better player necessarily, but because he has that positional versatility. And what's more, If David Bakhtiari's recovery, which is in the air right now, that is part of the reason why Elton Jenkins is on this list. If David Bakhtiari has more issues, has setbacks, has another injury, you can feel pretty good about Yash Nyman. You can feel great about Elton Jenkins. And he allows you, wherever he lines up, you can feel like you have an elite player. He can be an elite guard, an elite center, an elite tackle. It it they're they're just the list of guys who can do that is like he might he might be the only guy on it right now in the NFL. And there's some tackles who could play guard and some centers who could play guard and guards who could play centers. He's done it. This is not hypothetical. We've seen him do it. And that's what separates him. So if you have, let's say, an injury to David Bakhtiari, as they have. You have a player who is able to give you not just quality reps, not just useful reps, high-level reps. It's why I wanted Elton Jenkins at tackle in the NFC Championship game two years ago. Don't put Rick Wagner out there. Put Elton Jenkins at that left tackle. 
leave Billy Turner at right tackle and you would be in much better shape. I believe that at the time. I still believe that. And unfortunately, they made the mistake again this past season with the way that they went about handling the 49ers game. The other name that to me was obvious is Kenny Clark. And it's not because there isn't depth. He finally has some help. You add Jerron Reed, you add Devontae Wyatt in addition to Dean Lowry and TJ Slayton. You have a nice rotation there now. It's that his skill set is so special and, and so unique. His ability to, he is the best pass rushing nose tackle in the league. That in and of itself is not incredibly valuable, though. although interior pressure is extremely valuable. It's that his ability to play a, a gap and a half, his ability to eat double teams, his ability to affect the run and pass game. There's no one else on this roster who can do that. If they lose Kenny Clark, it's a huge part of what you're able to do defensively because Devontae Wyatt, maybe he can do some of that stuff eventually. You hope he can. Jerron Reed, maybe he can do some of that stuff. TJ Slayton, maybe he can do some of that stuff. You know, Wyatt is going to be a disruptive, attacking, penetrating pass rusher. Jerron Reed, he, he can give you that pass rush and crank it up. Neither of them are stout point of attack run defenders the way that Kenny Clark is. Slayton is the other way around. He is stout point of attack. I will eat these blocks, but I'm not going to go rush the passer for you. Having someone like Clark unlocks Rashawn Gary, who we're going to talk about later. Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell in behind. And that's that's another part of this. I have Devondre Campbell... You know, he he's an extremely valuable player to this defense. His play level is extremely high. I don't think Quay Walker can do the things yet that Devondre Campbell can. I also think it's a position that I just don't value that highly. And maybe we'll see this year reasons for me to change my mind on that. I'm I'm waiting to see it. I'm waiting to see it. And so, you know, longtime listeners of the show, they know where I am on this. They know how I feel about this position. And I don't I don't think it was Mike Patton. I don't think it was Dom Capers. I just think it's the way the league is. But I also think there are about four or five off-ball linebackers who truly matter. The Packers have one of them. That's very good. That's not enough. So I, I think I think you can be a good line, a good defense without one. The Packers had a good defense at the end of last year or two seasons ago. And they didn't have one. So uh, you can do it when you have a secondary like Green Bay does. That's the reason. And so let me let me justify for a second. You know how much I value coverage. Corner is an extremely valuable position. Jair Alexander, not on the list. Russell Douglas, not on the list. Eric Stokes, not on the list. Why aren't they on the list? They're really good. It makes this secondary special. It makes them elite in the NFL. It makes them potentially number one 
But the thing that makes them so strong is precisely the thing that hurts them when it comes to these sorts of discussions because you lose Jair Alexander, as we saw last year. And you can still make do when you have Russell Douglas and Eric Stokes. You lose Eric Stokes, you have Russell Douglas and Jair Alexander. Same thing with Douglas and so on and so forth. So yes, having a really good elite level corner, very, very good, very, very important. It's awesome, he's awesome. But they have other good players to play those spots. So let's go back to the first two players that we're talking about. Elton Jenkins is by far the best guard on this roster. He's not the best tackle on the roster, maybe, but his ability to be out there, let's say he is out there with David Bakhtiari, and it's playoff time. Now you have the bookends, the two players that you haven't had in the biggest moments the last two seasons that you desperately need. We've talked about the importance of protecting Aaron Rodgers. He is a force multiplier. Having David Bakhtiari is a great starting point. But now you add Elton Jenkins to that. And it's created something that has a totally different kind of ceiling. This offense has the ability to be, by the way, ESPN's FPI, we talked about that earlier this week, has the Packers as the number one offense in the league. Ahead of the Chiefs, ahead of the Bills. Because this offensive line can be special. This offensive line can be so good when they're healthy. And so that that high end that you can get to is because you have someone like Elton Jenkins who can play multiple positions and who elevates everyone around him. Plus, you pair another elite player with David Bakhtiari and you have what I think has a chance to be the best offensive tackle duo in football this season. All right, more players on our list coming up here in just a second. Before we get there, let's talk about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock the parts that your car needs. Do you know what auto parts cost? I don't know what they cost. At least I don't know what they're supposed to cost. So I have to go to somewhere where I trust that they're not trying to gouge me, that they're not trying to take advantage of me. That's Rock Auto. This is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So why spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And oh, by the way, I host that joint. So, a couple more players here. Darnell Savage is the next guy on my list. And if you go back to look at last year and maybe even the year before, Adrian Amos, the more consistent and and potentially the better player. The reason Darnell Savage is on this list for me is because when he plays well, this defense is elite. And when you look at the 2020 season, for example, 
that second half, we talked about this a lot. Listeners who were who were around during that season will know. I brought up the stats all the time. Oh, post week eight, post week eight, post week eight. The second half of that season, this was a top 10 defense. And Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos were the top graded safeties in coverage in the second half. Darnell Savage was making splash plays. He's flying around. He's he's doing stuff in coverage, interceptions, tackles, fumbles. His, his ceiling is so high, it raises the ceiling of the rest of this defense. Now, you'd hope after three years, we'd see a little bit more consistency. But he's also had to change some schemes. Now he's in year two with Joe Barry. They have a better understanding of what he's good at. You hope that they're going to put him in some better positions this year to succeed and that he can make the most of them. He had some some positions that he had that, that he could have been impactful last year. The Jamar Chase throw against Cincinnati comes to mind and just couldn't make a play on the ball. There were a couple um overthrows where he had a chance to make a play on the ball wasn't able to get there there was you know three interceptions against the vikings that he should have had that he didn't have for for various reasons now one of them was taken away on a penalty but the others were just complete the catch if he completes the catch the packers win in all likelihood at least that last one so his ability to make plays to roam around is what what makes this defense truly scary? You have the great you have the great up up front guys, Clark Campbell, Gary Preston, and now a deep defensive front. You have the outstanding secondary, and you have this duo of safeties. You know what you're getting from Adrian Namus. We shouted him out yesterday for being so solid, for being so underappreciated. Don't forget about how good Adrian Amos is. But his his ability. To always be in the right place at the right time. Frees Darnell Savage up to freelance a little bit if he wants to. And also allows him room to operate and grow. And so this is the year I want to see the jump. His his high side is all pro level safety. This is Nick Collins. And we haven't quite seen that in a sustained level so far. The Packers still love him. I know that he's fallen out of favor with some fans for some inconsistencies, some tackling, you know, the, the, the dropped interceptions or the inability to, I don't want to say drop, but the inability to come down with some of these plays. He could have easily had five, six interceptions last season. He has that sort of ceiling. And so given the position that he plays in this defense, it's critical that these guys come down and fill, that they play this umbrella coverages. They are everything and his ability his upside makes this defense really really scary that's that's part of where his value comes in it's not just the player he was it's the player he can be and i think as darnell savage goes so too goes this defense and that's really been the case for the last two seasons so you've been waiting You've been waiting for me to pick a skill player. We're three players through this list, and I have not picked a skill player. Al Lazard is the name that I picked. And the reason is you only have so many veterans. 
It's one of the reasons why he's waiting to get more money because he feels like he is deserving of more money. And he is. He's the only boundary receiver that looks like he's in the plan beyond this year that wasn't just drafted. Randall Cobb is a slot player that Aaron Rodgers trusts probably more than Alan Lazard. But they drafted Amari Rodgers. And they're going to play tight ends in the slot. And they're going to split out running backs to create matchups. So Cobb, while a valuable player as a security blanket for Aaron Rodgers, there are guys who can replicate his skill set. That's not true with Alan Lazard. His ability to block, to play in the slot, to play as a true tight end at times. He plays H-back at times. To be a red zone threat, to be a reliable third down guy, to play on the boundary. And to have the trust of Aaron Rodgers, it is incredibly valuable. Now, does that mean that he's going to go out there and be a Pro Bowl player? No. He might. He might, but he doesn't need to do that to be extremely valuable to this team. He is going to be the guy early on that Aaron Rodgers leans on. I think on you know on these, these third and mediums, you're going to have opportunities to get the ball to Randall, to, to try and scheme up some things. I think you're going to see more man coverage from defenses. That's going to allow you to be more creative and scheme guys open with crossing routes, rub routes, all the mesh concepts that Matt LaFleur loves to throw at defenses. But there are also going to be times when you need to take a shot. When you need to go, you need to throw that transition go on first and 10 to get aggressive. Or you it's third and 10 and you need someone to run a slot fade. Or you need, you need that money play. I think the guy that, at least early on again, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking to is 1-3. That's the guy. Because he can box guys out, just throw it in his area and he can go make a play. It's the step I want to see him take this season. And if he does take a little bit of a step, I you know, the, the, the advanced metrics, football outsiders numbers have loved him his whole career. Go back to 2019. His efficiency is outstanding. And, and they wrote about this over at Packers Wire. You look at Randall Cobb's a passer rating when targeted through the roof. Al Lazard passer rating when targeted through the roof. Yards per attempt, all that stuff. That was playing with Devontae Adams. Will that efficiency keep up without Devontae Adams? We don't, we don't know the answer. But what we do know is, of all the players at that position on this team, the guy who provides all sorts of other benefits beyond just winning one-on-one against a corner, it's Alan Lazard. He is so critical. And I think quietly explosive downfield in 2020, they hit him on some big plays. They found ways to get him open down the field. Heavy personnel, hard play action, and now you've got to post in behind a safety who, who crashed down trying to stop Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. One of the reasons why neither of those guys are on the list, the other guy. They have those players. Not Kylan Hill. So there is no one else who can do what Alan Lazard can do. And that's why he is the receiver I picked on this list. All right, one more player to get to on our show today. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. 
Now go check out Locked On NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't mean a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. The last name on the list is Rashawn Gary. And this is not necessarily this group. It's all in tiers. I told you that I thought that the first two names were clearly in a class of their own for me. Rashawn Gary is on this list for two reasons. Number one, he's an edge rusher. That's extremely valuable. That's it. Number two, he is a run defender and a pass rusher. And number three, he can get better. And why is that important? Well, that's important to value because obviously creating more value if you're better, if you produce more, if you impact the game more, but also he has to show, he has to back up the season that we just saw and he has to show that he he can carry a pass rush when teams know he's the best guy. Can you carry the pass rush? Now, Green Bay did an excellent job of adding on the interior. You bring in some interior pass rushers, it makes it much harder to give help only to the outside. You can send chips, but you can't play heavy, heavy all day or you really hurt your your passing game. How many guys can you double? How How many guys can you send help to? How many guys can you slide protections to? So if you're opposing offenses and now you have two guys on the inside that you have to worry about getting into your quarterback's lap and you know Preston Smith, he's coming and you know Rashawn Gary, he's coming and you don't know, is Devondre Campbell coming? Is Seven coming? Is Quay Walker coming? Is the slot guy coming? Is there going to be a looper? Are Are they running some game up front? Rashawn Gary, they're going to have more tape on him. They're going to see when they watch the tape how impactful he was play to play down to down. The pressures that he created that were not just sacks, but but pressures and, and affecting the quarterback and moving him off his spot. He is still ascending. He can carry a pass rush. He can be in that upper, upper, upper elite echelon of, of guys in that TJ Watt, Miles Garrett echelon. Yes, he can. Physically, yes, he can. Work ethic, yes, he can. And we saw not just the glimpses of it. We saw the glimpses of it in 20 at the end of the 2020 season when he was dominant the last couple games of the year and into the playoffs. Dominant. And then last year, he was outstanding. You do it again this year. You carry this pass rush. You lock down your side as a run defender. And that's that's a place that he needs to get better. That backside contain. He he's, needs to play with a little bit more discipline. But when you're as talented as he is and, and now as productive as he is, because, you know, talent can sometimes be a dig. Talent, saying someone is talented. I talk about this all the time. If you talk about how talented someone is, it's because they're not living up to that talent usually. Because if they were, you'd just say they're awesome. Now, Rashawn Gary right now is awesome, but he's also talented, which means he has more room to grow. To be that that T1A pass rusher on the outside. 
to be the guy that everyone is focused on and to still give your defense everything that it needs, rushing the passer and and run defending, get a little better against the run, playing a little bit more uh, uh, disciplined on the backside. That, That allows him, much like the Darnell Savage case, where the upside, his ability to get better and to be impactful play to play, to make the splash plays, makes him so valuable. And teams have to account for him, and you're seeing it. You started to see it at the end of 2020. Team sending chips, team sending help, team sending doubles, his way. What does that open up for everyone else? It is a force multiplier because it means, can you double Kenny Clark too? What are you going to do with Devontae Wyatt? What about Jerron Reed? What about Preston Smith? That makes your defense that much harder to deal with. All right, we've got some fun interviews coming out this week. Brandon Thorne is going to be with us talking offensive line. No one better that I can think of to talk offensive line. And the Packers drafted some big, big men. Guys who have big, big opportunities to come in and play this season. And then a familiar face, Kelly Price, who used to cover the Packers, is now in Atlanta. And so she is going to help us with uh, Devontae Wyatt, with Quay Walker, and, and just give us a little bit of insight, a little bit of color and and actually she happens to have a relationship with the enigbares so we're going to talk about them a little bit too it's going to be a really fun time so make sure you are with us here every step of the way follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920 341-3775. Stay locked on Packers.